Welcome to the T's and C's. Tisa and Chantel. Also known as the Terms and Conditions. Hello everyone. Welcome to another episode of Surviving Society Presents the T's and C's with Tiso and Chantel. Yo. We are joined with Jade, who is Surviving Society alumni and also co-host and co-founder of the Echo Chamber podcast, one of my favourite podcasts. Hello, Jade. Hi, guys. We love Jade because she comes with the real talk and excellent, I think, and he thinks, obviously, um, analysis of class, black working classness and capitalism and never has there been a more prominent time for this type of discussion during these COVID-19 times. With this little mini-sode, we'll, maybe should we start with capitalism? What Listen. you were saying, Jade, in your article, which we'll link in the episode notes, that COVID makes us stare capitalism in the face, basically. Yeah, it just struck me. I work for a massive conglomerate and I've always gotten the sense that this is capitalism. Like, you don't care. You don't care about me. You don't care about... You you just don't care. It's just money. And then the virus began to hit. Somebody contracted the virus who worked in one of several London offices. There was an email that circulated. Many of us work in offices but are also public facing so we're at risk those that are public facing Um, but anyway somebody in the office contracted the virus and there was an email that was sent out and I expected the email to say that they've closed they've closed the office um, and they're they're looking at measures to sort of limit our contact with the public but instead they said that they had done a deep clean of the office um, and that it was business as usual. And there was no talk of people that were public facing in their duties for this organization. And I just thought, who who is doing the cleaning? And at this point, obviously, again, the government and the government that were under our proponents of capitalism, they also didn't take the virus very seriously. There was a lot of discourse about herd immunity It was just very obvious. It was just really clear to me that these people just don't care. They don't care about life. Yeah, they don't care about life. And that is in the face of money or capital or power. They don't care about your life. I guess what's really one of the things that's really poignant about that really powerful anecdote that you shared in the Black Ballad article, Jade, is that now we know, obviously, black and minority ethnic populations make up 13% of the population. And at the moment, 33% of COVID-19 patients are from BME groups. They're three times over represented by in this within the people that have got the disease amongst the population. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, uh, we're all committed to breaking down ethnic categories like BME, but just on mm-hmm. face value there, that is, it's just fucking, I'm just so angry today. I'm so angry, like... What annoys me is, why are people shocked, bro? Why are people shocked? Marx told you, Gramsci told you, there's a there's about 300 years, well, 200 years worth of history, people telling you this thing's a fuckery, right? And every time you see it in people's lives, if you want to go back in our history, our lifetime, me and you, 2008, our lifetime, 1992, you get me? These things, we know this. We know this from experience, especially as poor people, especially as marginalised people. We know this. So why are we shocked? In fact, what's the madness is we embrace it. We embrace it in our forms of music. We embrace it. We oppress ourselves, right? 
So hegemony explains that. Gramsci's theory explains that. So why are people getting shot? What I, what I want people to do is say, rah, I know this. I'm going to do something about it. But we only do something about it when the shit gets real for you. I think, though, Tiso, basically, I feel like we have always been in a position where, where there's been space to be gaslighted, to be told it's not actually that. But I think that this virus we it's undeniable now it it is this you lot hate us you hate us you actually hate us you actually don't care about us you don't care if we die and i think that prior to this virus there was room for there was wiggle room essentially there was room to gaslight there was room to lie there was room to have these do you know what i mean to future fake no no, no. listen i 100 agree i had this argument with someone the other day and i said so when you're telling me about when I'm seeing Fifty Cent come on TV and he's listen before this like kind of like I kind of like to set the scene. So right now actors and all that and these entertainers, you have no jobs, bro. But you've got big mortgages, so you need to remind me why you're relevant. But you're part of that system. So Fifty Cent comes on, trolls people, talks shit. But you're not rapping. You're not producing. You're just no one. But you think you're that you're the exception. You breathe, you breathe life into that uh, metaphor of neoliberalism. If you work hard enough, you can overcome the structure, but only one of you, mm. two of you. And that narrative that keeps pushed, right? That keeps getting pushed. Like I said, we've been warned before. Malcolm X, the Black Panthers, they're Marxists. They understand the system, man. They understand that system. We understand that system to some degree. And I'm saying right now, like what I'm trying to say, well, I know what's gone by but what I said like, a, what, like on the last podcast, what are we going to do now going forward? Because the past, I can't change that. But right now, I need to end some kind of dialogue and say to people this, right? Don't tell me about 5G. And if I tell you to prove it, you send me a Facebook post. I'll punch you. <laughs> Don't send me nonsense, right? Don't, if I'm going to talk to you as an adult, give me facts. Like, listen, you talk to me as an adult. I said, listen, if you don't if you don't use facts, that's your belief. I'm not going to diss your belief, right? Mm-hmm. You believe what, what I you would, want. I guess what I would say in counter, I guess, to what you're saying, T, is mm. number one, I think it's really quite poignant, literally visibly seeing um, two things that are happening. Um, a marketing campaign that's completely whitewashing the NHS. Mm. And at the same time... BME nurses and doctors being the ones that are more likely to be on the front line right now. I know I'm not saying anything like quite profound there, but there's that happening. No, but there's also there's also what's happening is that that's we're 33 percent, we're three times overrepresented amongst the population to be infected right now. Mm-hmm. And obviously we're more likely to live in cities and in being close proximity, so that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, but yeah. to just visually see, really be able to see overtly the structural and institutional racism like this in plain sight is quite difficult to take right. in. And then you've still got the fucking gaslighting with commentators being like, why are they always making it about race? This is affecting everyone. This is the equaliser. No, it's fucking not an equaliser because it's completely unevenly felt across the world. We know that. That's what I'm trying to say. I want people to see the truth, right? The truth. The true nature of where you are, right? So, like, in 2008, this happened before. Like, I was working in the banking industry. We caused the collapse, but we blame poor people. Mm-hmm. So it happened in front of people's faces, and no one said a word. No one said a fucking word. No one was, no one's arguing. No one's saying anything. But it happened in front of you. Mm-hmm. Now, what I'm saying in 2020, people are willing to believe lies. So I understand the nature of conspiracy, right? You don't know what's happened, so you make it, you make up something to fill that space because mm-hmm. you're not too sure of all this power exercising you, right? It's usually power from above. 
So you, I understand those narratives, right? But I'm saying, what, what I'm asking you to do, I'm begging you, use your reason. Sit there, and before you open your mouth, take 10 seconds. Mm. But you're not taking them 10 seconds, you're just running your mouth. And when mm. I say something to you, you're like, oh, T, but, 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 your partner, but, 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 you don't, but, but. shut your mouth, blood. <laughs> Can't tell what you were saying. It's a watershed moment in that this is just undeniable now. Maybe we will rally now. Maybe now we'll rally. Maybe now we will see things for what they are. See things you know what? for like what's really, really, really going on. And it's a shame that it's death that is forcing us to do the things that need to be done, educate ourselves and rally. I guess the problem with that, what I'm going to say is a slight utopian view, mm. is that black and brown people, even if you are marginalised, even if you're part of that 33%, the law of structural whiteness, even if you don't like, even if you don't benefit from that, just seems to just like the secure the bag people. What I'm getting at is I think that there is like a, obviously there are some black people, even us here in this conversation, like in terms of our level of qualification, fair enough, the things we want to do with our qualifications and the things we've achieved don't aren't to accumulate masses of wealth, Jonathan no. saying, we yeah. don't necessarily want to do that. But there are people who have followed a similar trajectory and have decided that they do want to amass, they want to amass wealth. Um, and I'm really hoping that this is going to be a watershed moment for them to see that it is pointless. I, I really believe in the being able to thrive. I believe that we ought to thrive as a people. I think everybody should have the opportunity to thrive. But yeah. I really don't understand the concept of amassing, of hoarding wealth. Yeah, I don't understand it. And I'm hoping that that might change because the people that have the qualifications, have the education, have amassed some semblance of wealth so far already. There are a lot of things that we can be doing. There's a lot of work that we can be doing. There's a lot of change that we could be making. There are people that work in industries, for example, journalism. Journalism needs needs to be reformed. Journalism needs to change. You're exactly right, Jade. Like, and this period, this past month, the fucking journalism. What a disgrace! Yeah. Like and we thought, we thought Brexit coverage was bad. Mm. Right. So you see the point about the idea of accumulation, right? So mm -hmm. this is this is deeply ingrained in Western Western philosophy. The idea of accumulation just to, for power. So yeah. it, it's that exceptionalism, right? So Western exceptionalism is that Max Weber says it that so it's just mm. something that goes on and on. It's deeply ingrained. Mm. And and like I said, but people buy into that, right? Mm -hmm. Because I want all the things. Kids now want stuff. Kids want yeah. I wanted I wanted a fourteen pound transformer. This boy wants a thousand pound iPad. Yeah. Well, I just want stuff. What for? Because it gives you status. It matters. Yeah. Right? It matters. Why do you want to own your own home? Why? Most people can't even own afford their own home, but they'll kill themselves. Right? But why? Mm -hmm. Status, man. So there's other reasons why that exists. So we need to go back to the very fundamentals and understand that we've tried communism, failed. We tried fascism, failed. Neoliberalism is failing everyone. We need to understand what. If we're going to do anything, replace it with. We really need to think about that. Because yeah. we tried all these others and they've all failed us. So what are we going to do? You yeah. to, but you need to be brave. But no one's got no one's got the guts to be that brave because it means you lose out. People at the top lose out. I don't, I'm not even going to pretend that I've got um, the answers. No, no one has. I, I'm not going to. No one has, man. But that's what it means. It means going back to the drawing board. Mm.
But no one's got the guts to do that. Why? Because it means companies with vested interests lose money. And like you said, you work in a, you work in a, a machine, right? And mm-hmm. what matters? Profit above everything. Mm-hmm. Listen, I'm not looking to, I'll sack you, your whole family. I'll burn your house down if it means I'll save money, man, because that's how they roll. Yeah. But this is what... But this is what is worrying me, guys. People aren't seeing the situation and what we need to diagnose it as. Uh, what I mean by that is I've got fr- peers and friends and family that are coming to me, talking to me about the situation. Oh, I've lost my job. I've been furloughed. I've got this. I've got that. Like, no, loads of people have so much uncertainty. This is across working class and middle class um, divides. And they're seeing it as purely related to covid only and i'm like guys mm-hmm. this is capitalism like mm-hmm. why how can you treat the, how can people treat people like this how can they just lay people off how can they do this how can they do that capitalism but do you know what as well a lot of i think i have a lot of sympathy for the people that are we don't have i can see from like maybe my aunts my mum yeah. my grandmother they don't have the capacity of course particular resources to engage with these sorts of yeah. things Every, they live in survival yeah they've lived a life of survival survival isn't being able to sit down and engage with a book me and my cousins are probably the first generation to be privileged enough to have that choice to be That's able to engage do you understand what i'm saying and to look into things far more deeply to come slightly out of survival that's what i mean about this generation we have the opportunity to come out of survival to some degree there are some of us um and to look deeply at things and then to work diligently to start to transform that structure and what in whatever capacity you you are in do you understand what i'm saying so even if you're an entertainer your work may be to entertain, but your work is also to change to change structures also in in that entertaining. What you're saying is true, and I and this, and this is why I get annoyed at people. You have you you're the first generation from our, from our, from our background. We've got we've got an advantage here, right? That our parents didn't have. We can implement stuff because other parts of the world they don't have that opportunity. You're doing what you're told. If you're in China, you're doing what you're told, yeah. right? But right now you have a possibility. We have that possibility. But instead of embracing or taking that chance, bro, you want to be a dumb and you want to just jump into Facebook as your, as your newsfeed. But this is what I mean though as well, T. So like not all it's not all of us that have that opportunity. Some there are some people that are still living in survival. I think if I made particular choices earlier on, I would also still be living in survival. And so what that's so- how is like Facebook would be where I'm getting my information from. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, no, I just I get that. But what I'm trying to say to people is now is this, right? My friends will tell me all the time, "Tio, too political, it's too political." But now, mm. you're now you're now you're seeing the state, right? Now you want to be political. When you had that chance, right? You had the chance to engage, and whatever level you engage, engagement means different for different people. So I'm not saying everyone has to be an activist because it, it means different things to different people. But you have to be involved, right? You can't just choose when you want to be involved because everything is political. Everything. Yeah, I so agree. So how you're living life on the street is politics, right? Because that policeman's going to come up to you. But you know the street, right? Yeah. You know how it rolls in the street. So, But you're choosing to pull yourself out because, oh, T, you can't do nothing. But now you wasted all those opportunities and now you're fucked. Fucked. Because everyone's fucked. Because yeah. remember, apathy is a political choice. Boom. Yeah. That's the Aaron and a rainy 
you were saying as well that you were angry about the statistics and whatever. I just wanted to also say that um, even that COVID-19 is the surface. Why are we overly exposed? Why are we dying at a higher rate? Because of all of the socioeconomic um, realities that we live with and have lived with from we got here. You know, the overcrowding, the shit living conditions, yeah. the jobs um the lack of education or the being sort of um ostracized from from certain spaces and therefore not having the opportunities i think this is such a significant time and i wish that i had the i'm finding myself just like maybe embracing stillness a bit more in this time Mm -hmm. I wish that I had the motivation and maybe it will come in the weeks to come to really write because I feel like um this is this is a historical moment this I don't think that there's going to be anything like this in our generation or in our lifetime what I would say to you Jade is yeah I, I completely agree like the socioeconomic stuff is just really it's just there, isn't it, in plain sight. Like, it's not just about contracting COVID, it's about living conditions, space, just physical space, mental space. I think it was this morning I was reading Omar Khan, who's director of Running Mead, um, was tweeting some statistics about Pakistani, Bangladeshi and black working class households being substantially impacted by poverty and, of course, more likely to have family members and people close to them that are likely to have COVID. But equally, if they don't have COVID, then they're likely to be in situations where the implications of COVID are going to be affecting them big time with regards to yeah mental and physical space. I think that like what we've been saying over the past few weeks to our listeners, like don't put pressure on yourself to produce stuff. Like make sure that you give yourself space to just feel what is happening right now. But when you do feel like you can talk about or write your thoughts about what's happening, if you can't actually write it, maybe record yourself. Um, this goes to our listeners as well. Like it's something that I do as someone with yeah dyslexia, dyspraxia, ADHD, I record myself. Um, on a dictaphone or on your phone like even if you're doing like an audio memory and like an audio memory or a diary of this time definitely when you've got the space Jade because you're such a brilliant orator and writer what's concerning me is that everyone's focused on the virus right the virus is is a baby what's coming yeah. next the economics of it all right given the social economics that, that you just said Jade no one's prepared for the downturn right because what we've just effectively the world's done is paused economies. Paused no, that's never been done in history. Mm-hmm. Paused economies, right? So you're they're losing trillions a day. So I looked at Samsung's earnings, Samsung's quarterly earnings for last year, right? So this company's earned four trillion in a quarter, four trillion pounds in a quarter, right? That's that's for 2019. So these people are prepared for this, right? But I'm telling my people. Like, I can't tell you to stop stabbing someone because that's a minor. That's that's nothing to me. I'm looking ahead at these elites repositioning themselves, right? Mm. Elites are repositioning themselves because they understand the nature of it, right? Mm. Now, I can't sit there and say to you, because I'm not I'm not any exceptional, but I'm just taking that time, man. And, and I don't do anything exciting. I just read, bo- I just go on the internet and read boring stuff. And like I said, these people are not looking at what's happening. So why is this the 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 5G thing or the big thing at the moment? You're buying into the misinformation from America about China because China are killing it. Even though they've got their own problems, they're positioning themselves in a way that they're gonna they're gonna try to take over. 
because they understand that Europe and America, there's a, there's a problem. There's a vacuum, right? I feel like that's a different conversation that I would love to have, the China conversation. Now, honestly, because I think everybody is, I think everyone is mad in it. Everybody's mad. <laughs> but the, have you seen the call for reparations from them? No, what are they saying? Say that. Tell me. Tell me this one. Tell me this one. <laughs> Tell me this one. Come on. No, it's not funny. I probably don't write this funny. Tell me, tell me. They're calling for reparations from China over the coronavirus. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, obviously. On, on like obviously. ITV, on like ITV and Sky, obviously. all this stuff. People just being so blatant, like they owe us compensation. Fuck them, right, guys? We're gonna have to. Well, no, but I, go on, go on. That's another one. That's another show. We're, gonna, another we're gonna have to. That's a good one. I like that. That is a good one, Jade. Jade, thank you so much for joining us for that. Your words are always so brilliant. Everyone, listeners, we hope you're doing good. I'm vexed today, but I'm sure I'll be a little bit better next week. T, how you feeling? You know what? Because I can't be on TV anymore, on the internet. Matrix for a bit. We will see you again next week. And thank you so much for supporting us. Thanks, Jade. <laughs> <laughs>